Blog Talk Radio. of 
2018, on your roster would be the Killer Bees still. And in September of 2019, the Killer Bees will not be a part of the Steelers for the rest of this season. Could you, as the Steeler expert, the Steeler aficionado, the guy who knows that team better than anybody I know, could you have ever imagined that at this point of this year that you would not have any of those three players playing for your team at this moment? Oh, man, not at all. In fact, the way you framed that, I didn't even think about. It's a way to depress me even further this Tuesday night. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's My crazy. Dad, so, you know, know? <laughs> it's not for long this, in, this, in this league. You know, these teams, we have, or they have windows. And if you don't capitalize on it, you know, injury or uh, personalities, different things can happen that could uh, absolutely close that window tighter than, quicker than you ever could imagine. I think that's the case here. Um, you had a lot of different variables outside of injury take effect that, you know, made this happen to where we have no big uh, killer bees intact in for the rest of the year. Um, definitely something that I imagined. Very shocking. But at the end of it, I guess when you look back, um, the Steelers missed their opportunity to win with this awesome trio that they had for quite a number of years, and they just didn't get it done, which is another topic for another day. A bit depressing, but right now I'm still a little shell-shocked from Ben's injury. Um, you know, when I saw it live, I didn't think a whole lot of it. You, you know, I don't know if you saw the replay, but there really wasn't much of a replay. It kind of was just bothering him. Um, and it actually I apparently took place. He, uh, I guess, had been t- having pain since the Patriots game. Um, kind of got to the week out in practice and went to play and did not have his particular zip on the ball that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, that's when he knew something was, was going on, and it looks like he made it worse. And here we are, no killer bees. Mason Rudolph era uh, is in effect for this season, and we'll see what, what, what he's got. So, you know, we've evolved on the Madden voice because we've all been there, right? You know, the Cowboys went through Romo injuries and, you know, the Bears went through Cutler injuries and Cutler, you know, seeing disengaged and disinterested and now you're there. So so we don't attack each other like we used to. We used to be pretty relentless. This would be a time where we'd be laughing at you, K-Star. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. He, he, he. But we don't do that anymore. You know why? Because all it takes is one hit and... You know, me and JB could be sitting up here next week talking about what the heck happened to Dak, right? So we're we not going to laugh at you. We're not going to poke fun at you. And I'm dead serious. I'm not. This ain't a setup. Okay, I'm serious. However, while I'm not going to make fun of you, I'm not going to make fun of Ben because we don't make fun of injured players on the Madden Voice, I do have something I have to get off my chest, though. And you may agree. You may not agree. I'm curious what you think. I'm curious what JB thinks. And you kind of touched on it. There's a bit of arrogance that I think that came home to roost with your Steelers. A little bit of arrogance. You know, you didn't want to pay Le- – not you, but on your team. Didn't want to pay Le'Veon Bell. Okay? That's their choice. Didn't think he was worth it. Didn't want to pay Le'Veon Bell. We've said it time and time again on this show. Arguably, certainly a case can be made that during his time in Pittsburgh, best back in the NFL – 
You know, if anyone felt that way, you can't, you, you don't give them a funny look and say, what are you talking about? It's like, damn, you know, dude is pretty damn good. And the little sample I've seen of him coming back from not playing much with a bad team, he looks, he, he looks good. Okay, man, he's playing on a bad team. He, he still looks like Le'Veon. Okay, so yep. Le'Veon's Le'Veon. Antonio Brown, hey, we, we know he's a handful. We know he went to Oakland. It was a disaster. He didn't want to play in Oakland, clearly. Um, so far, brief time in, in New England, very brief. He's been fine. We'll see what happens with the lawsuit and all these, you know. It always bugs me when these superstars and these women come out of nowhere and all of a sudden there's a rape allegation. And then I find yeah. out that they've been working on a settlement for months. You know, so yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, I don't want to downplay it because if, if it really did happen, then then he deserves to be under the jail. If it happens, he deserves anything he gets. But I just wonder, did it really happen? And was he just trying to pay her off instead of going through all the crap? I don't know. We don't know. But the point is, we know that Antonio Brown's a handful. He's a diva. But we also know that he's damn good at what he did for Pittsburgh. And I would say, and I did say the best receiver in the game. Okay. So you've got arguably the best back in the game. You got the best receiver in the game. And you got first ballot Hall of Famer, Big Ben. There's no doubt about it. First ballot. And I think your team just thought it was just never going to end. Right? And then Bell says, I want to get paid. Your team says, no, that's not right. Because we got Big Ben and we got Antonio. So we'll be okay. We'll get somebody else in there. They may not be you, but they'll be good enough. We got enough other pieces to get the job done. So you know what? Go get paid somewhere else. Fine with us. Then Antonio Brown shows his ass. And the team says, that's all right. We've got Big Ben. And you know what, Juju? Team MVP. Look at Juju's numbers. Numbers almost as good as you, A.B. And he's cheaper. And he's good in the locker room. You know what? You can go, too. We still got Big Ben. Two games in the season. Ain't got Big Ben no more. I think there's a little bit of arrogance there. I think somebody took some shit for granted and just assumed everything, you know, we will be fine. And I, I, I really think that whoever made these decisions, if it's Tomlin, if it's the general manager, if it's own, I don't know. But somebody needs to be held accountable. There is no way in today's NFL and in one year you go from three players that are all, what, top three, top four in their position on one team and now one year later, they're off, they're off sitting. One guy's out for the season because he's hurt. One guy you traded, and one guy – well, actually, both got traded, right? Yeah. Two you traded, and one guy gets hurt two, two games into the season. Sorry. Sorry. If I am K-Star, I am pissed the hell off. What product are you trying to put on the field? I am loyal to you. I am loyal. Game after game, week after week, year after year. And this is how you think us. This is what you do. This is Mason Rudolph. Who the hell is Mason Rudolph? Who I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't JB, you're the college expert here. I, you're gonna have to give us a, a scouting report or case okay, somebody's gonna have to educate me on who Mason Rudolph is because uh, I, I don't I don't know who he is. Okay? I have I don't know this man. You know why? Because you had a Hall of Famer starting. Because you had Mr. Reliable. One thing we could say about Ben is he's probably between him and Philip Rivers, 
probably the toughest quarterback in the NFL. So for him to be out, you know it's some serious shit. If I'm K-Star, I'm mad as mug right now. Boy, ooh, I am. Ooh, I'm hot. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being hard on your management and your player personnel people and general manager and Coach Tomlin. But I think it's inexcusable. Inexcusable for this team to be in this situation. I'm done. Your thoughts, K-Star, and then uh, see what JB has to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm maybe I'm just going through the cycle a little bit more slowly. Where right now I'm more sad and I am angry. You're just maybe, depressed. Just maybe, admitting. You're just in yeah, depression I, right now. I am depressed, man. I, you know it. You know what really sucks. I mean, outside of losing AB and, and Le'Veon, um, is when you go into the year you can rationalize it. Kind of, I guess, how Steelers management did. You know through having our Hall of Fame quarterback and, you know, the parts, uh, the some of the parts never never greater than the whole, and Big Ben's what kind of drives us some of the parts to make the team work. But when, you're, when your whole foundational piece to the team goes out in the second week of a 16-game season, man, do we, do we even get our feet wet, you know? We, we are not even in the shallow end of the pool right now of, of the NFL year. And oh, and not to mention now we're about to you're just... 0-2. And you're 0-2. It ain't exactly. even like you got out of the gate strong. You're 0-2 on top of it. That insult to injury, literally. Yeah, literally. So we're tossing Mason Rudolph, third-round draft pick from Oklahoma State two years ago, uh, into the deep end because of that 0-2 record. Um, and we're going to see if he's going to sink or if he's going to swim. You know, we have personnel to where he should be keeping afloat, but I'm not sure how competitive of a team we're going to be. Um, that is a massive, massive downgrade at quarterback. That's not really an assumption. I mean, unless Mason Rudolph plays at a Hall of Fame level, which I don't certainly, I don't think anyone expects uh, out the gate whatsoever. Um, then this team is certainly not what we projected them to be, and we have a long season ahead of us. And it's really a weird, hard to cope with that. And to your point, watching Le'Veon last night made me even more sad because I love that man. He's such a good player still. Certainly could use him. It would be nice to have another weapon. Um, and then I watched Antonio Brown Sunday catching a touchdown from Tom Brady and his like, first drive uh, or his second drive playing for the Patriots. I'm just like, my God. You know, you know. How did this happen? I was, watch- I was watching um, for, uh, Undisputed, and I don't agree with much that Skip Bayless has to say. I think he's an idiot. But the one thing he said, if you notice in that in that Patriot game in the first drive, I think they went to A.B. four times, and he caught three passes, including a touchdown. And yep. Bayless said this was Bill Belichick sticking his middle finger out at the NFL. And you know what? I think he's right. I think Bill Belichick was like, I'm Bill Belichick. I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do. <laughs> And that's exactly what I think he did. Oh, Steelers didn't want him. Uh, Raiders can't handle him. Some some woman out there is allegedly accusing him of something that's still being investigated. That's okay. In the meantime, we'll throw him touchdowns. Till y'all give me a reason not to, we'll just throw him touchdowns. <laughs> gangster. Just gangster. Don't check it. just gangster. <laughs> he is. He's just gangster. Yeah. He is. He, I, I, he is. He just, I, man, he, you know, so what do you think about AB? And uh, we're getting ready for the Jets now. Yep. That's what yep. we're doing. On to the Jets. 
Yep. Yeah, I saw that. JB, your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I agree with a lot of what's been said. I don't really have too much to add to it other than it's just when you think about all that's going down with that steel organization over the last couple of years, all I can say is karma. That's really what it's about. First started with Bell, then with Brown, now Big Ben. It's, and, and who knows? It was going to be a struggle for them to get to the playoffs this year, in, in my opinion. And um, I think with them coming out 0-2, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw a statistic where it's 11% chance of making the playoffs yep. when you start 0-2. So yep. uh, I was, that's not a good sign. And now you go from an uh, 0-2 start, not having your Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Um, Juju's a proven receiver, but he hasn't had a chance to be a proven number one receiver yet. His stats from last year would show it and dictate it, but again, he had AB there, so we don't know. Connor's a good back, but he's he's not Le'Veon Bell. We all know that. And the defense, um, well, <laughs> the defense is less than desirable. I'll just put it like that. So when you add all There's that, there's a reason why. With this... oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish I was going yeah, to say there's a reason why. There's a reason why we uh, just trade our first round draft pick for more defensive secondary help. Well, and, and I'm. You know, do you like that, that move? Oh, go ahead, JB. I'm glad you brought that up, K-Star, because that's where I was going to segue to. There are a couple of things that make me think about that trade. One, do they make it because they know the offense is going to struggle and it's just now going to be a grinded-out type of game? Or are they really just focused on next year, knowing that the defense needs to get shored up some way, somehow? Let's go ahead and get this uh, first-round draft pick out the way. We'll, we'll bring in Fitzpatrick. We'll assume Big Ben's going to come back healthy next year, which I'm not 100% sure because I haven't seen the details on the, the type of surgery he's going to have. Uh, I heard uh, this morning on uh, Golik and Wingo, Carson Palmer was on there talking about it could be Tommy John, which uh, normally is done for baseball players, pitchers, and that's that's a good 18- to 24-month process. So who knows when he's going to be back on the field. So I just wonder what, what the – what the thoughts were and, and getting Fitzpatrick now, knowing that Ben's going to be on the shelf. Yeah, I, I'm just going to yeah. piggyback JB and say, and ask you, K-Star, do you like that move considering Rudolph is unproven and couldn't that pick have been, you know, a quarterback? Couldn't that have been, a guy, you know, someone to come in and compete for a starting job or compete for the backup job? I mean, what are your thoughts? So I think the uh, – oh, first of all, at first when I saw the trade, I was like, okay, I guess we're not uh, in the mindset of, of having a top three pick in this particular draft class because uh, to a, uh, the quarterback would definitely have been the choice uh, had it been, you know, my ideal choice if we were just going to tank and let it go. But that's not how the Steelers work. So from that standpoint, when they made that trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, I mean, the guy was an 11th overall pick a year ago. Um, he played super well as a rookie from Alabama. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why he commanded the first-round value at age 22. I like, I like to trade a retrospect only with the pro- top processing. Listen, I think we all can project pretty, pretty confidently that Miami Dolphins are going to be with the first pick overall, which takes away the top prospect in this, in this upcoming class. And then you have a situation where the Steelers still have – a lot of talent, so there's no guarantee that they were going to finish the bottom five pick. You know, even with Mason Rudolph, 
Um, so to me, it said, okay, well, getting a 22 year old young DB who's a proven commodity in terms of he proved his first year that he uh, can play at a really high level. The Steelers have been really bad at drafting defensive back historically. Um, so do you think we get this a guy is just a way now. to send a message that we're not tanking the season, we're not throwing a season away, we're still we're playing yeah, to win? I, right, I think it was both, right? They sent the message that they're playing to win. They're still building uh, to, to win now. And um, they have some faith in Mason Rudolph. We'll see if that's, if that's justified or not. But I do like the move defensively. He's really – Fitzpatrick is a really good player, and we, we have problems in the defensive side of the ball, especially secondary, which we saw. Highlighted week one and, and honestly week two as well. Russell Wilson let us up. Trevor Simeon out for the season with that ankle. I don't know if you guys watched the game. I did. Um, Ooh, that was ugly. That ankle looked up. It yeah, did look ugly. And then they said he walked off the field. And then I saw him limp into the locker room. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was wondering how he was limping, man. When he turned over, that foot was flapping like a hand. Didn't break anything. Yeah. Ligament damage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But. He's out, so that's another 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 uh, casualty, uh, quarterback casualty. You know, Marcus Spears, who was a former Cowboy, uh, I think he's a better um, NFL analyst than he was football player, to be totally honest with you, but um, <laughs> uh, he made a comment that has been resonating that every quarterback has a certain number of hits in them. And he said, you know, Pittsburgh um, – you know, uh, uh, Carolina, uh, Philly, um, take note. He, yeah, a lot of these guys don't think Big, ben, Big Ben's going to come back, even though he he released a great statement and has every intention. But a lot of people saying, you know, considering he was talking retirement a year or two ago, that he may, you know, he may get, you know, get that surgery and uh, get home, start eating some bonbons and some pastries. We're talking about, man, this feels kind of good. I guess we'll see. But every quarterback has a certain number of hits in him. And that's been resonating because there are guys like like uh, Deshaun Jackson, I mean Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz. And now we're seeing Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton, look, you know, iffy to play this week and hasn't looked good this year and didn't look good last year. Nope. This was a Heisman Trophy Super Bowl winning rookie of the year, you know, uh, 15 and one, uh, you know, K-Star putting him in the hall of fame after his first season. And, and now, and don't get me wrong. I know I've been hard on Cam, but more for his attitude than anything else. And good Lord, somebody help him dress crying out loud. Um, and do something with his hair. But, oh Lord, 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 what is he trying to prove? Man, he's bringing the black revolution back a hundred years, man. Come on, man. They make a hot. Looking, looking like <laughs> But um, looking like looking <laughs> looking like Uncle Richie, bro. <laughs> I, you know, you know, I was thinking that I didn't want to say it. Rest in peace, Uncle Richie. But good lord, that's that is Uncle Richie, dude, man. I don't know if you remember that far back, but yeah, man. Yes, I that do. Is Uncle oh, yes, I do. Oh yeah, man, that's an Uncle Richie oh, dude yes, right I there, do. man. Woo, woo, mm. All right, um. Woo. So but let, let, let me just let me, one more thing with, with the quarterbacks. If, if we haven't gotten off the subject, just one more thing. And, and probably oh, we got more quarterbacks to talk about. We, we got okay, more quarterbacks good, good. to talk about. So, all right. Oh no, we so, got more. We got plenty more to talk hey, about. It might be the whole show. Um, 
Well, with the so, rash of, of injuries, let me let me ask this question. Will we see Colin Kaepernick this year? We're getting there. Hold that. Hold that. Hold that. Pause that one. That, 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 we gonna, that make we gonna, come out. We're going to hit that one. We're going to hit the Kaepernick so, question. You, you okay, have something so to say about that? Yeah, yeah, just one last thing about Ben. I just want to read this tweet. I thought it was pretty pretty nice, but also kind of sad. I hope this isn't the end, but uh, the tweet reads as follows. Big Ben represents a generation of Steeler fans. If you're under the age of 30, you don't remember watching a correct play besides Ben Roethlisberger for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It represents stability. It represents winning. It represents the city. I hope this isn't the end. I couldn't agree more, man. I hope it really isn't the end of an era. Watch Cordell Stewart, Tommy Max, and others play, but obviously Big Ben's been that rock for the whole Pittsburgh Steelers for such a long time, and uh hope this isn't the end. I hope he gets healthy for next year. Well, from a guy who saw Roger Staubach retire, <laughs> okay, you just just get ready. It's just, it's part of sports yeah. and know, heroes man. at some point, you know, and I remember when, when Staubach retired, and they showed a video all the time. Now, I actually watched that video. This is pre-cable, pre, you know, sports center. This was just network TV, and I watched where he was in tears talking about the man with the funny little hat. And, um, Starback was, you know, before all of these modern day quarterbacks, Starback was the man. He was the man. He was a leader, had a rifle oh, yeah. arm, could scramble. I mean, so underappreciated. I love the commercial, the NFL 100 commercial, where they have Joe Namath talking, and they have Dak, Roger, and Troy. And Troy says, they always have uh, Joe Namath do these things. And Roger says, yeah, I guess no more no more love for Captain America. That's what he used to call Roger. He was in the Navy. He used to call him Captain <laughs> America. And uh, I know it's a skit and it's pre-filmed and planned, but I bet a small part of them is like, okay, Roger's sitting there saying, hey, I won two Super Bowls, okay, for America's team, you know. And this guy sitting up here, you know, won one Super Bowl, and because he guaranteed the win, Everybody reveres him. Oh, shut up. But anywho, I tell you, Roger Stubbuck's way better. Oh, Roger Stubbuck. Anyway, but um, I digress. Well, I, all I'll say is I hope it's not the end. I think Ben's young enough. I mean, um, you know, considering the age these quarterbacks are playing to, if he wants to keep playing, he's certainly young enough to do it. It's really going to be based on what is the injury, as JB said, rehab, amount of time. Um, so time will tell. Um, yeah, the, the other devastating quarterback rehab. injury. Yeah, the rehab. The other devastating quarterback injury, uh, at least at least for six weeks, is Drew Brees. Um, and uh, you know, here's a guy who's played fifteen, at least fifteen games a year for fifteen straight years. And I remember when he, you know, had that shoulder nasty shoulder injury with the San Diego Chargers um, mm-hmm. and it just looked like his career was over before it even really got started because that injury just looked gruesome and it was like yeah, it ain't no way this guy's coming back to play football and uh, God bless him because not only did he come back um, with, with New Orleans but he's been one of the best to ever do it um, but I guess the question is and uh, you know it's between him and Deshaun Jackson, by the way, cost me you know, 0-2 now in our fantasy leagues. Because he ain't getting no points. Deshaun Jackson got hurt. I'm like, damn. But anyway, I digress. 
Um, JB, I'm going to ask you. Teddy Bridgewater is apparently going to be the starter. Um, you know, we know that Teddy was beginning to look like a little, like a, another phenom, kind of like uh, another, you know, a Vic, or, or now we're looking at Lamar Jackson or Deshaun or even maybe Kyler, although he's still a little young. But, you know, he looked that way before he got hurt. And um, came back, lost his starting job, now he got traded. And um, do you think the Saints have an opportunity to make a playoff push with Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, definitely for the next six weeks at least, their starter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when he was at, I think it was Louisville, he came out of. Um, he, he was. He's got mobility, but he's still a pocket passer. So I, I hear where you're coming from with the comparisons. I'm not quite there just because of the style of play is a bit different. Um, he's more of a uh, elusive type of, of person. He uses legs when he needs to, but he's cerebral. He knows how to scan the field. He knows how to go through his progressions. Before he had that nasty knee injury, he was leading the Vikings to the playoffs. And, and I think if, if memory corrects me or, or, or um, serves me right, uh, they only lost that game in the playoffs because of a missed field goal by um, the kicker. So he's got the pedigree to do it. The the question is, is he going to be able to continue to go through his progressions and not lock in on one seat? I mean, he's got Michael Thomas. Obviously, everybody knows he's going to go to him. He's got Ted Ginn Jr. as well. He's got Alvin Kamara. He's got some weapons that are at his disposal. And you give him a week's worth of time to get accustomed to the starting position again, being, being a starting quarterback, getting the first team reps and whatnot. Now, I definitely – believe that they can, at, very, at the very least, stay afloat. Obviously, there's going to be a drop-off between Breeze to Bridgewater. There's no question about it, but that's why you've gotten Bridgewater to begin with. He's making seven and a quarter million dollars as a backup, highest-paid backup in the league, I believe. So you're putting him out there for reasons just like this. So to answer your question, yeah, I do believe he can continue on and make the push. They're, they're in a hole right now. I think they're, um, well, they're one-on-one, one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I think with, with – coaching and with the game plan in place again going out there having first team reps he can do it um okay hey star what do you think i mean i mean i think there's definitely going to be a drop off through breezes but again foundational piece for the saints um it's going to impact kamara's impact michael thomas it's going to impact the defensive play even. Um, it's going to be harder to play with leads. You know, I think that a lot of these games are going to be much closer to the Saints. I, I see a lot more plays being uh, run, run against the Saints defense because they're going to have to be on the field a bit longer, more three and outs, those sort of things. I think that he can uh, for the next six to eight weeks, you know, uh, maybe I think the best case scenario they're looking at is 500 record there. Um, that's such a big drop off in play from Breeze to uh, the back of quarterback in Bridgewater. Um, I'm less confident that he he can uh, hold hold down the hold down the fort for Breeze until he comes back. Just because again, that's just he uh, Breeze. What makes him so special is his ball placement, his accuracy. Such a great player, uh, given Kamar and Michael Thomas the room to to run after the catch. And I'm not sure if Teddy uh, can can do that quite as well as Breeze. So I think that it's going to put the whole team in a uh, tough spot. You know, the good news so... I do want to say for them. Real quick, the good news, I think, for the Saints, though, is that the vision doesn't seem to be anyone pulling away, right? I mean, the Falcons 1-1, the, the Panthers look, you know, like Cam's hurt. 
any of the Bucks were. Well, no know, one can pull away after. No one can pull away after two games. So a little, little right, more time right. before we can say pull cool. away. But well, let's yeah, look yeah. at the I mean, I'm just saying they could so, be okay there. They're they're, they're the at Seattle. Too. They're at Seattle. That's an L. Um, they host Dallas. I'd say at this point, although Dallas is starting to get bitten with some injuries, but I feel pretty good about that game. Um, yeah. They host Tampa Bay. I'd, I'd say they could probably eke out that win. They're at Jacksonville. I'd say they could probably eke out that win. Um, they're at Chicago. That's an L. And they host Arizona. That's a pick em. Um, Yeah. Depends on how Murray develops. That's a pick em. So at best, I see three and three. So I guess JB's right. I guess. Yeah. I guess he, you know, he, there are enough wins there where he can keep them afloat. Um, I don't feel as confident about what he'll be able to do as JB does, but the rec, the schedule does show some favorability there for them, uh, very possibly to eke out a few wins because they do have some talent. I mean, they still got Kamara, they still got Thomas. Um, you know, defense is pretty good. Um, so. You know, they're, they're still – and they got Sean Payton, who's a heck of a coach. So, I guess I guess JB – I guess I'll agree with you. I just – I don't know. I, I watched when Breeze went out, and, you know, I was disgusted. I mean, I, you know, I know it ain't about fantasy. You know, it's real-life injuries. But, but damn, you know, lost by 22 points. I lost the train by 22 points. If Breeze plays – Half his normal game, that's 20. Breeze gets me 22 points as soon as he walks on the field. I got 22 points from Breeze. And then Deshaun Jackson had like 30 points last week. I mean, he, you know, I should have won this game easy. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just disgusted. 0-2. Disgusted. Um, I guess I wasn't overly impressed, but I guess, you know, he's just coming in cold. And, you know, um, he's the backup. He's a very expensive backup, but he is the backup. So, I guess we'll see. We'll see what he does against Seattle. Um, I don't expect him to win, but can he keep them in the game and make it competitive? You know, and if the game is a 24-21 or 24-17 or something like that, and he can put some drives together and show that he can move the ball, all right, then maybe he's got enough left to um, keep the Saints relevant until, until assuming Breeze gets back in six weeks. You know, this guy's 40 years old. A 40-year-old pro football player doesn't heal like a 25-year-old football player. A 40-year-old man doesn't heal like a 25-year-old man. So let's see if it's really six weeks yep. um, or, or, or not. But um, my, my only, the only other team I give any love to are the Saints. So I'm, I'm hoping, although I do want Dallas to annihilate them. Sorry, but I do. Um, all right. So we heard about Simeon out. So now they're going to be on their third quarterback. Um, uh, we know Luck is retired. Uh, now Cam Newton is iffy. Um, he's he's looking injured, not looking good. Um, I, I, I something tells me that it's not going to be a good season for him. And you know he may he he even said that I got he's got to do some soul searching and reflecting. Um, I would say you know reflect on that damn hairdo and that damn Aunt Jemima thing you had on your head. Reflect on that. But um, yeah, the funniest funny thing was when he said. Real quick, the funniest thing about that was when Cam said he needs to take a look in the mirror. I'm like, bro, you haven't looked in the mirror in a while, have you? <laughs> Not yet. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. No, no, he hasn't. Um, but you know what's funny about all this? This is what gets me. We've got, you know, um, Ben out. 
Brees out. You know, Jets are on their third quarterback. Cam hurt. Luck retires, right? Uh, Eli gets benched, you know, right? All this quarterback change. And who's still back there just getting it done, 42 years old? That damn Tom Brady. That nope, damn man. Tom Brady. Everybody else getting hurt, concussions and, and, and you know, carpal tunnel syndrome and all that stuff all these quarterbacks are getting. Oh, Deshaun Jackson not expected to play versus the Lions. Well, at least he won't be sitting on my starting lineup getting me no points. All right, so Deshaun Jackson is out for Sunday. All right. I don't know why I drafted him. So I'm thinking. Um, but Tom Brady is still plugging along. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. If I'm his marketing people, man, I am flooding the TV with his TV 12 program and supplements and diet be, plan man. and all of that. I'd be like, yeah, look at all these quarterbacks dropping like flies. Here comes Tom Brady still just just hanging in there, just just, just moseying right along. Um, but anyway, so Jake, you know what? You know, just real quick on on that Tom Brady thing. It's funny that you yeah. mentioned it because he should do that. He should have somebody market it, even though it really has nothing to do with him per se. Because you think about it, the reason why he's able to prolong his career the way he's been able to is has a lot to do with coaching. Has a lot to do with the mental aspect of it. Not to mention, has a lot to do with the fact that he was never a huge athletic guy to begin with. So he never had to rely on athletic ability, unlike some of these other guys that are dropping like flies. Cam Newton has to rely on athletic ability. Carson Wentz has had to rely on athletic ability. Uh, Big Ben, just escape ability, maybe not so much athletic ability, but a lot of these players, that, these quarterbacks that are going down, they're relying on things that Brady really never had to rely on to begin with. It's always been between the ears with him. So he's able to feel pressure, get rid of the ball. He's able to know what kind of protection he's going to have. So that's why he's able to stay upright. Um, and not to mention the fact that teams have invested on in the old line and other areas of of the of the team itself. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, where Brady's only making twenty three million and everybody's over thirty million, thirty five million. So they're able to put money into other places to make the team around him better. Something that folks should take note of. There's a lot to this Patriot way that definitely folks should should take note of. Well, you know who's taking note of that is the Dallas Cowboys because they're off the damn right. Is young, they're paid. Um, Dak was quoted lately as uh, saying something along the lines of, "You know, he's being patient. He knows his day will come, and he's making fifty million dollars off the field, you know, with his endorsements. Because when you're the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to get commercials. You're going to get opportunities to make a lot of money. So." And, 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 you know, they certainly, I mean, this guy, I wasn't going to go there, but I'm gonna go there now. I, I have to say, I've watched a lot of football in my life, a lot of football. I, I, can't, um, I can't ever remember watching a quarterback go from, and I was one of the people, we all questioned, right, on this show, wasn't that long ago. Dak can't throw downfield. What's going on with Dak? You know, damn, he won't go deep. He can't throw the ball past the freaking uh, line of scrimmage. What's going on? Dinking and dunking. Dak got to open it up, crying out loud. I'm sorry. I don't know who this guy is with number four on his chest with the blue and white jersey on the star on his head, 
But that brother going downfield like nothing now. He going downfield like that's just what I do. He's slinging it. I, I have never seen. I'm that's trying favorite. to tell you. I, I'm trying to tell you. I have never seen a quarterback who went from maybe they, they threw it, but it wasn't accurate. No, that wasn't throwing deep. He just wasn't throwing deep. If he did one a game, we were like, there it is. Okay, did one. Hey, ho, hey, ho. That dude is throwing deep every chance he gets now. And accurate. Nailing people. I don't know what he did. I don't know who worked with him. I don't know if it was Garrett. I don't know if it was Cullen Moore, John Kitna, Wade Wilson, Scott Linehan, Jerry Jones himself, Roger Starback. Heck, I don't know if it was – I don't know. I don't know if it was Bart Starr from the grave. I don't know who did it. But thank you. <laughs> thank you. Because he looks like a complete quarterback right now. Scrambles when he has to. Stays in the – you talk about – between his ears, Tom Brady. This dude is looking like the real deal Holyfield. The complete game. Everything you want from your quarterback. Not going to take the unnecessary hit. Has his mental clock going off where he gets out of trouble. Isn't getting hit like he has in the past. He was hit twice in this last game against the Redskins. Two hits. That's it. I can live with that. When you got Deshaun Watson getting hit. 60-something times a year. Yeah, yeah I, I, can live, I can live with that. So kudos to whoever got Dak um, to the point where he's looking like, I, I, man, man, oh, man, he's looking good. And let me also just add this. How about them Cowboys? I couldn't resist because, you know, um, you gotta you gotta enjoy it while you got it because you never know when it's gonna end. But man, oh yep. man, does that team look good? And I know it's only the Giants and only the Redskins. I get it, I understand. And all the haters are gonna say, "Well, now they were saying, wait till you wait till you play New Orleans." Well, now they're not saying that anymore. But I get it. But I gotta tell you, this team looks complete. And even with the injuries, Gallup's out for a few weeks. Woods is out. Um, you know, I think I saw a couple of injuries. I get it. You know, I'm not worried. The Cowboys are deep. Uh, the, the people that the Cowboys need to perform are healthy. The offensive line is healthy. Zeke's healthy. You know, Cooper's healthy. You know, um, Lawrence is healthy. Jones is healthy on defense. The linebackers are healthy. So, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out. And, you know, last thing I'll say, and then I'll let Jay, if he has anything he wants to add, but you know, all you idiots out there who every time a star player is a free agent or wants to be traded, um, oh, Dallas should pick him up. This ain't Monopoly money. This isn't Madden. Okay, and even on Madden franchise mode, you can't just go get everybody. You know, to actually make it realistic. You actually, in franchise mode, you have a salary cap too. Okay, just to get y'all out there playing video games and don't know how to play video games. You can't just go and just throw anybody on a team. Jalen Jalen Ramsey is not coming to Dallas for, you know, veteran minimum money. He he wants to get traded, and he wants to get paid. Okay? So let it go. Stop it. You just show your ignorance when you make those. You know, Antonio Brown wants to get traded. Oh, you know, we should get Antonio Brown. No, we shouldn't. 
You know, no. Uh, and nothing to do with who he is. He's too expensive. You know, you make those moves, then you're saying, I guess the guys that have been in the trenches with me ain't getting paid. Because Byron Jones rates higher as a quarterback than Jalen Ramsey. That's, that's a fact. I'm good with Byron Jones. Not to mention he's got Connecticut and Bristol roots. Go Connecticut. Go Bristol. Um, yes, sir. But I'm okay with Byron Jones. We don't, need to, we don't need to go get Jalen Ramsey. I like Jalen Ramsey. I wish him well. I would take him if we could afford him, but we can't afford him. So all you people out there that don't know football, just shut up. Just shut up. Anyway, Jay, your thoughts on the Cowboys after two games? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. I'm impressed. Um, offensively, I am definitely impressed. Uh, still a slight bit concerned about some of these slow starts on the defensive side, uh, coming down, giving up the, the touchdown to the Redskins early on, but obviously scoring three straight uh, scores on them, three unanswered touchdowns, definitely put a smile on my face. So I'm, I'm definitely pleased overall. Uh, who cares about the Giants or, or the Redskins? You play who's on the schedule. They've looked impressive. They look like the third best team behind the Patriots and the Chiefs, in my opinion. Um, and, and the fact that they've they've been able to keep the wear and tear down on Zeke, on top of all that, speaks volumes. Gallup's injury is is a bit of a concern, but it's going to have to be uh, between Kellen Moore and Garrett and 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 Dak to come up with different game plans to incorporate some of these other guys in there. Um, I think they can overcome that especially against Miami because they look like a, a JV squad right now. Uh, They're a shell of themselves. Um, so it, they shouldn't take them lightly either. But um, overall, very impressed. It, it's one game at a time. Let's keep it. Let's keep the consistency. That's the big thing, consistency. I, I got a yeah, question. And, when did um, – quick question for you too. When did Gallup get hurt uh, in that game? Uh, near the end of the game, near, like, like on the yeah. last drive of the game. Yeah, oh, man. Um, meniscus okay. meniscus tear, um, depending on how the surgery goes um, and the rehab with, with that particular injury. He could be back in two weeks. Um, it'll really be based on his rehab, and, and it could take four. But it, it really is, well, let's see how the surgery goes and how your body reacts to the surgery. Um, I'm not as – while Gallup, I mean, again, I hate to be so fantasy. You look like he was breaking out this my, year. Early. Yeah, he is on one of my fantasy teams. So on that level, yeah, I'm a little worried. But on a Cowboy level, Cobb, Cooper, Jarwin, Witten, now this Devin Smith guy, Ohio State speedster, um, yep. healthy, yeah. made a couple of plays. He got loose too. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, um, I, I, you know, Pollard on the backfield, you know, um, uh, you know, just, you know, when we talk about what I like, is the fact that, you know, when you had a Des Bryant or a Terrell Owens or, or when you had, a, you know, A.B. with the Steelers or Moss or any of these superstar players, it's like there is a – there is a you feel like I got to feed them. I got to feed them, right? And, you know, Keyshawn Johnson wrote a book, give me the damn ball, right? You know, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your bell cow. I'm your superstar wide receiver. Why are you not giving me the ball? Michael Thomas. Give me the ball, right? There's, there's an unwritten law. You feed these guys. But the better teams, teams like the Patriots, and by the way, I get it. Um, the Chiefs certainly are worthy of being the second-best team, but I would actually 
right now, I think Patriots undoubtedly best team in the league. I'd go with Dallas number two over the Patriots. First, I mean, over the Chiefs myself. But, it, it, you know, it's, it's splitting hairs. It's kind of like, you know, 51-49. But I would, I would give the edge to Dallas right now. Um, but, but, but the point is, their offense is not tailored around featuring any wide receiver. It's, you know, Dak has showed in two games, like a Tom Brady, if you're open, I will hit you. Period. You want the ball, get open. That's simple. And that is not a Cowboys team that I'm that I'm familiar with, to be totally honest with you. Okay? So because of that, I think we'll be okay for a – I don't want to go the whole season without Gallup. I think he's, I think he's a stud. Um, but I think we can uh, – we definitely can – Miami, I mean, I think Miami – Miami trading Fitzpatrick is a sign that they're not trying to win. Okay, they're not. They're trying to rack up draft picks and rebuild this team. That's that's what they're doing. This is the 76ers in the NFL. That's what this is. Okay, the process. And you know they'll get one win this year somewhere because you know they'll play the Jets or you know you know whatever. And they'll, they'll get a win, but they're not. They're they're looking down the road. They're looking at the future. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll blow them out. First time I believe in NFL history that two teams in the same week have been favored by more than 21 points. Cowboys and the Patriots, both favored by more than 21 points. And in NFL history, um, any team favored by 21 points has never lost, 35 and all. But they've only covered the spread 11 times. But they've never lost. So there's a little, you know, my, my people, my people that I have that provide me with the facts, you know, there's, there's some numbers for you guys, my people. My people gave me that. My people. Y'all don't got no people. My people did that. Maybe those numbers. Thought you'd be impressed. Okay, moving right along. Um, so let's um, go to where Jay was going, and now I'm ready to go there. And, Jay, because you were going to go there, I'm going to let you go there first. Um, let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. Let's, let's, let's get it on. Elephant in the room. With all these quarterbacks dropping like flies. Um, do you think he will get a call? And if so, who do you think? Not do you, not where do you want him to go, but what team do you think would have the testicular fortitude to call Kaepernick, bring him in for a workout, and possibly sign him? If you think it's going to happen, as much as I would like for it to happen, I don't see it happening, and I really do hope that I'm wrong. Uh, so let's say that I am wrong. The team that okay. and I'm I am sure wrong. That, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. sorry. I, I'm not sure. Who, who, foolishness. I'm not sure who <laughs> would pick up the phone and call him, but I, I'll tell you who I think should. And, and we touched on already the Jets. I think with that duo between he and and, and Bell can really establish something. I wish they had better receivers. But if any team were to pick up the phone and try and bring him in, uh, the Jets would be the one that I would call on because of the fact they've got um, they got a pretty good defense. Um, doesn't need more offensive weaponry, but he, he's got to get a job. It, this is ridiculous. We've never seen anything like this before ever. I think Pittsburgh. Mm, I, I thought about that, but I, I don't. I don't see that as the right fit. Uh, the Saints. I don't see that as the right fit either. 
Um, I really think it's the Jets, but it's just it's still a travesty that we're in 2019 and this guy still doesn't have a job. He is he is to not be the uh, one of the 64 quarterbacks out in the NFL. You're telling me he's not good enough to be that. I don't care about his record, one in ten. It's still a team sport. He had a bad team around him. He put up decent numbers. At times, he put up pretty good numbers. But um, it, it's just a shame. Hopefully, the Jets do give him a call and bring him in and, and try him out and, and, and sign him. Because um, the Luke Falk guy out of Washington State, hey, more power to him, but I don't think he's going to move the needle at all. Okay. K-Star, same question. Um. I don't foresee it happening, but it would make sense for if it did to be the Jets, considering they're down to their third. Like the Saints have Bridgewater, and they have Tatum, who they use quite a bit. Steelers used that or got to Rudolph. Obviously, he's starting from, from the third round draft a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, it would make. I don't. I don't know that he's gonna get a chance. I mean, it would make sense again from a football standpoint where the Jets are giving him give him some run. I don't think that's gonna happen. It's been a couple of years. What? 2016 when he last played it down in the NFL. Um, so, unfortunately, I don't see it happening. I think, it, again, from a football standpoint, it would make the most sense with the Jets. Larry Falk is their starter. Yeah, so, um, unfortunately, I have to agree it ain't going to happen. If he was going to get a chance, I think it would have happened by now. And I think the fact that he took a settlement has hurt him. I think that um, – on, on many levels, he's being blackballed, and um, and it's and it's sad. It's sad that 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 whole you know that whole issue became what it became. It's it's sad, you know. And and, and K Star, I haven't really followed your political stuff lately because you kind of pissed me off every time I, I, I do. I, so I, haven't I haven't really been following lately, honestly. Well, you know, I. I I, you know, I don't want. I, I'm not trying to turn this into a political discussion or political show, but I, I just, when we look at where we are, and it's funny because I saw there was something that I had posted about a year ago on Facebook, and it came up in my memories, and I reshared it, and it said something to the effect of, "I wish you got as outraged over um, why." You know what? I'm going to read it because I want to make this point and I don't want to misquote because um, it's kind of important and it goes right into the whole the whole Kaepernick uh, um, thing. My girlfriend's listening. Hi, Lena. I don't know if you're still awake, but hi. If you're, if you're still awake. Hello. Um, let's see. Bear with me, guys. This won't take me very long at all because it was very recently that. Okay. So it says I did this um, actually three years ago, and and I reposted it, and I said the comments are good to read. Three years later, no real change. It shows a bunch of kids with their hand over their heart, and it says, the meme says, instead of teaching our kids to stand up for pledges and anthems, how about we teach them to stand up for social injustice and humanity? Okay. And I got a lot of slack when I put that up because people said, why can't you do both? And I said, but that's not the point. The point is people were outraged over the protest without considering why there was a protest. So if you had to pick one or the other, why aren't you being outraged over social injustice? 
that's the point of that meme, and that's the point of the protest, and that's three years later, it's still the point. And to think about this country, and I know K-Star, many times you and I have disagreed on, on Trump, but, you know, his involvement at in all this was just over the top and unnecessary and a true reflection in my opinion. Oh, well, we agree. We, we agree. We on agreed that on that. But, okay. but it was, it's, it's where we, where we kind of go part in ways is, you know, when we talk about him being a racist and to me, this issue encapsulates why I think he's a racist because he didn't spend any time dealing with the why. Now, Obama would have. Bush, either Bush would have. Clinton would have. Reagan would have. Okay? Ford would have. Carter would have. Nixon would have. Well, these are all the presidents in my lifetime. Republicans and Democrats. And every one of them, I can tell you, would have dealt with, they may have had a position about standing or not standing, but they also would have spent time focusing in on the issue of social injustice. This president didn't. Instead, all he wanted to focus in on was the disrespecting of the flag and I'd fire these players and no, nothing on why. Nothing. And now, three years later, this guy's still without a job. He's still sitting home, working out five days a week. From what I understand, he gets up at 5 o'clock Monday through Friday, works out for three or four hours every day, hoping to keep himself ready in case he gets a call. We saw Nathan Peterman last year with the Bills, where I honestly think, I honestly think what my old, fat, lethargic ass could have done better than him, and I mean that. I honestly (laughs) think I could have done better than him. Because if you hike the ball and go down on one knee, you're playing better than what he did last year. And we watched him on hard knocks get another chance to play for John Gruden. And the guy was one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life, and I'm old as hell. And Colin Kaepernick's still sitting home. There's a problem there. There's a problem there. And it's systemic in this country. And this president, he, he made it worse. He got involved. And this issue that had nothing to do with him. And he got in wrong and made it, he got involved and made it worse. So now you got this guy sitting home. So I agree with you both. Don't think it's going to happen. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you where I would like to see him. And while I think the Jets make sense, I think he would be a better fit in Pittsburgh. He's a veteran. He's been there. He's taken a team to the Super Bowl. He's mobile. He's got a rocket arm. I think that's the kind of guy you guys need coming in and seeing what he can do this year. And give Mason another veteran to learn behind. Give Rudolph somebody to learn um, behind. I mean, so the Steelers actually just traded uh, Josh Dobbs, our third-string quarterback. Uh, to the Jaguars last week after Nick Foles got hurt. Of course, we didn't know Big Ben was going to get hurt. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind bringing in Kaepernick um, to back up Mason Rudolph. And if Mason struggles, put in Kaepernick just because Mason, you know, the round draft pick's been in the system two years and see at least if he can do anything. Yeah, yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would. You can't, yeah. Yeah, you got to try my, but Yeah, I'm all about that. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if anything, we know he's an excellent runner, an excellent athlete. He has a veteran presence. 
Um, and if Mason doesn't do well, I mean, he'll be, a, I think, a, a shot in the arm to the team in terms of morale boost, and, and maybe they can rally behind him. You know, we've seen Mike Tomlin bring in Mike Vick, um, you know, a few uh, towards the end of his career. So, you know, yeah. there's not out of the realm of, of possibility. The Roonies um, are, are very much, you know, open-minded, and I think that they would at least give it some consideration. So, I mean, I would like to see it. We don't have a backup behind you know, Rudolph anyway. Like, it makes sense. From a football standpoint. And, you know, I would say to Kaepernick, I would say, bruh, um, you did what you did is legendary, and you've left a legacy that will be there forever. You know, this will be talked about um, forever, not just in sports, but in history. This will be talked about in history classes in 30, 40 years. They'll talk about this, okay? He may be an old man somewhere or whatever. Um, so if you get signed, there's no need to kneel anymore. You made your point. You, you did what you needed to do. You made this a household topic. We, we've argued. We fought. We've cried. We've bled. We've lost friends over it. We, we've, you know, I mean, it, it, you, know you, you made this a front and center issue. Kudos to you. You've suffered enough. If you get signed, I would say don't kneel anymore. There's no need for it now. Go play football now. You made your point. If you want to play football, go play football. That's what I would say. As a black man, I would say just go play football. Not saying you don't have the right to kneel. You have that right. But at this point, you know, been out the league for years. You get another chance. Don't, don't, don't do that to yourself and to your family now. Okay, play the game. You know, you're going to retire at some point. You're only 31, 30, 31. So <laughs> even if he revitalizes his career for a few years, and is able to, you know, go somewhere and play for a few more years. Yeah, you know, it's unlikely he'll play for more. If if you were to come back three or four more years, and then that'd probably be about it. Okay, uh, and then do whatever. Not you know, make another twenty, thirty, forty million dollars. Well, shoot, the way these quarterbacks are getting paid now, you could probably come back and make a hundred million dollars. So now you're set. Retire thirty five, thirty six years old. Okay, now spend the rest of your life fighting social media, uh, social media, <laughs> social injustice. But if you come back, I would. I would I would have no problem saying, don't. Don't. You've done enough. You've suffered enough. You've gone through enough. Now it's about you. Come, come and get paid. Get paid, my brother. You've got a short window to get that check. And with these guys like Kirk Cousins and these guys making $28, $30 million a year, man, come get yours if you were to get signed. Um, but unfortunately, I, I have to I, – I, sadly – Sadly, I have to agree with you both that I don't see him. Um, I, I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened. And, um, you know, with all the, all the injuries we're looking at right now, I mean, could, could a Carolina, if, if Cam is really, you know, going through the Andrew Luck thing where, you know, maybe he, he just, his body just has given up on him and he just doesn't have enough to get through 16 games. And, um, you know, could a, Carol, could a Carolina bring him in? and try it. I, I would love to see it happen, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Um, so, uh, still keeping the theme of quarterbacks alive. So, we all heard today that uh, the Eli Manning era has come to an end. And, you know, I started off because I, I always try to find something that I didn't hear on any of the shows that I watch from Sunday night through Tuesday night on about football. And 
I didn't hear anyone correlate the number of Super Bowl wins and the fact that there's five Super Bowl wins that started started the game this week and will not be playing next week. Five. What are your thoughts on if there are any? Uh, Jay, I'll start with you. Eli Manning. Um, I, I'm a little surprised that they're they're going into week three making the change of quarterback, um, especially given the rhetoric that was discussed early in, in the preseason, where the owner. Was if it basically was up to him, Daniel Jones wouldn't see the field the whole year, and and now you're benching Eli, not because of injury or anything. It's because you want to now go to the sixth overall pick. So I'm I'm a little surprised from that standpoint, but again, because he's the sixth overall pick, knowing that Eli is at the end of his career, the other side of me says I'm not surprised. Now we get to see where where Shimmer's had all that bravado that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, two three weeks back where I kind of wanted him just to shut the hell up because he's in the preseason going against second and third stringers and, oh, this is what this is why we drafted him. Now we get to see the real deal. Now he's going to go against first team. This is the regular season now where, this, where everything is sped up. The, the, the pace is quicker. So now I'm really curious to see what's going to go on. In terms of Eli, I think – honestly, I think he deserves better. I know we, we, we clown him, we pick on him and whatnot, but he is a two-time Super Bowl champ. Can't take that away from him. Uh, I I thought he would deserve to have a better going out party than this, but it's a business and um, they're going to make the decisions the the way they see fit. And um, uh, that's really all I got to say about it. Okay. K-Star, anything to add? No, I mean, I think that all covers it. Like with, with Eli, it's a little kind of weird that they didn't start Daniel Jones from the beginning, the after benching after week two. So, well, I'll, I'll just say this. Um, as a Cowboy fan, um, I've enjoyed the last two years of beating up on Eli. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I think he's class. He's a class act. Um, he's, a, he's, you know, uh, uh, an Iron Man. I mean, he, he only missed one start, and that's because uh, McAdoo, you know, was ready to move on back then. Maybe McAdoo knew something we didn't know uh, at the time, but he, he was ready to move on and benched him for that one game. Then subsequently at the end of the year was fired. Um, but, you know, I think the reality of it is, is, you know, Eli's, I mean, I, I remember last year his deer in the head, headlights look more than once. And a couple of them actually, <laughs> we, we actually, they, they took pictures of it and you could see it on social media. Like, look at Eli. Um, and I just think that his mind and his heart wanted to go, but his skills have eroded. He's taken some hits. They, the Giants have not had a top offensive line. And, um, you know, it was it's past time for them to move on. But, you know, Jay, you make an interesting point. And I think back to um, Jerry Jones and how we're not going to reset the market with running backs, and then they reset the market with Ezekiel Elliott. Um you know, uh, I, I think sometimes these owners, uh, you know, they'll say whatever they need to say, and it, and, and the accuracy is not relevant. They're 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 sending messages, and so I think it was let's put Eli at rest and show him our support 
so he's not looking over his shoulder at this first-round draft pick, number six pick that we brought in, and let's see if Eli's got anything left. And after two games, and I don't know that you can totally blame Eli, to be totally honest with you, but there is some fault there. I think they just said, yeah, no. Um, you know, he's not playing really any better than we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, it's just time to you know, let's just bring Daniel in and see what he can do. And, you know, and again, he can learn. Um, but we're 0-2, and we haven't looked good in either game. And before the Cowboys run away with this thing and maybe even the Eagles, let's see what we can do. And I, and I can't blame them from a football sense. Um, loyalty is dead. It's dead. There's no loyalty. It's all about what can you do? What have you done for me lately? It's really that simple. So um, we'll see what Daniel Jones can do. We'll, we'll, at least we'll have some time to get some film on him before we play in the second game. And uh, we'll see what he does as a rookie. We'll see if he can. Uh, well, and I think also with all that being said, I, I, I hear where you're coming from and agree. I think the other standpoint of it is they, the Giants probably realize they don't have a, a good enough product out there to be competitive anyway. So why subject him to getting beat up? Might as well find out what the what the uh, the sixth overall pick can do. So I, I can see your point from that perspective. The whole the, the the concept of ownership wanting to put Eli's mind at ease. I don't know if I can get quite behind that one because they did draft him sixth overall to begin with, and all reports were saying they could have gotten him much further down the draft, possibly even in the second round. I also heard folks say, well, if that's the one that you really want, then it doesn't matter where you get them, just go get them. Mm, kind of disagree with that one a little bit. Um, but who knows? But what other reason is there for them to say, um, we hope Daniel Jones doesn't play at all this year? Uh, there's really no reason to say that other than to clear the field for Eli to not be looking over his shoulder. Other than that, there's no reason to say it at all. And, well, honestly, I think there is. I, I say hopefully he doesn't see the field because that means we're doing well on the field. We've got a good product on there, and we're, and we're winning games. And right well, now they're not. That, they're not winning anything. They're, they're, well, they're, they're kind of connected. You, you say that because you hope that your quarterback is going to lead you to some wins. Your two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback is going to lead you to some wins. And, you know, by putting his mind at ease in the press and saying, yep, we drafted him. I mean, we went through this when I said, <laughs> um, when the, the Redskins drafted Kirk Cousins. And, you know, they, they got RG3 in the first round, Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. And I said, they did it for a reason. And they denied it and denied it and denied it and denied it. What happened that next season? Who was, who was the quarterback? Kirk Cousins. Um, so your intentions may be one thing, but what are you saying so that these guys can go play football? And I think they're the same. We want to be winning. So if we're winning, then Daniel Jones doesn't have to come in. Well, more than likely if we're winning, it's because Eli is playing decent football and Eli has not been playing decent football and he hasn't been playing decent football for a long time. And so it's time to make a change. And, um, long overdue, in my opinion. Well, I mean, they they should have – who was the the guy that they had beforehand? I can't remember. Um, and he still may be on the roster. I can't remember his name. Loretta, I think. Geno Smith. Something like that. 
no, 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 no. That's no, that's the Jets. Um, and they drafted him, but they did take on Geno a little bit later. It was somebody else. I can't remember his name, but everybody thought he was going to be the heir apparent, and he's either third on the depth chart or he's not even on the team anymore. So I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, Eli can shoulder some of it, but I think the scouts, the folks that are, are the ownership coaches, whomever, they're doing the drafts and whatnot because there have been a couple of seasons where they just absolutely whiffed in the draft, be it offensive line, be it skilled position players, what have you. So there's there's plenty of blame to go around as to why things are going south for them. Right, but we've said on this show more than once, quarterback gets too much credit for wins and too much blame for losses. Someone's got to be the fall guy. And in most cases, it's going to be your QB. And um, True. Eli has not played at a high level in years. He just hasn't. Last year, he was terrible. And I know a lot. Of, a part of it was the offensive line. I'm, I'm not excusing offensive line. But his decision, you know, I say every time we play him, I sit and wait. Eli will give you two chances a game. And I have been right every time I watch. Just wait. He'll give you two shots. He'll fumble. He'll make a bad pass that gets picked off or, or you know, make, make a, a, a very foolish mistake. But two plays a game, just hang tight and wait. Eli, that's the Eli I know right now. Two plays a game. And I'm telling you, I sit here, it I, I happened this year. I said, just hang tight. It, 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 you know, I, I waited. And sure enough, he, he went and tried to run that, to get that first down. I think it was a fourth, fourth down play. And, you know, what's his name? Stripped the ball. Demarcus Lawrence sacked him and then stripped the ball out of his, out of his hand. And I literally just yep. said it to myself. But, um, but we'll see what Daniel Jones can do. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, because he doesn't have – all he's got is Saquon. That's it. And <laughs> he really didn't have a whole yeah. lot of – I mean, Sterling Shepard's not bad. And, and, and Evan um, Evan Ingram, the tight end, he's pretty good too. So there's there's some things out there. But Saquon is, is the focal point. And um, if they can't show up the offensive line, I wouldn't expect much at all out of um, Jones either. So we'll, we'll see what he can do. He's more mobile, and maybe he can scramble a little bit, save himself, and move the ball down the field. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I'd be a tank for two oh, for the, the other Giants thing, also. The, the other thing that the Giants have to consider is how much, it, it, you know, if, if you go out, I don't even know who they're playing, but let's just say, you know, they're 0-2 now and they get to 0-4, 0-5, okay? And it becomes really clear that this season is done, which I think it is already, but the record screams at you, you know, how much do you want to burn out Saquon Barkley? You know, how mu- how many yeah. carries a game do you really want to give them? Do you get them in there and play them, you know, give them 15 touches to keep them, keep them in football, you know, keep them going, keep them learning and, and growing and developing. But, you know, start saying, okay, we need to start thinking about next year. This is, a, this is our, this is our franchise running back right here. This guy has a chance to be one of the best to ever do it based on what we've seen in a year and two games. And they have to start thinking about that. If we're not a contender, we want to burn him out like Detroit did with Barry Sanders. And I, I submit to them. They want to think about that. Give him some touches, keep him in the flow, but I would save his, I would, and Hey, you know what? Sorry. You know, we'll keep you around. We'll let you get enough touches so you can get a thousand yards. All right. In case you want to have some crazy Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, like streak <laughs> thousand yards every year. Okay. We'll get you your thousand, but your thousand is going to be on like 200 touches. 
You're not going to have 400 touches this year, bro. Like, I, I think they need to – very quickly, they're going to need to start making those decisions because that guy is phenomenal. You don't want to – you know, you don't want to burn him out. No. No, you don't. You want to keep him and build around him in case Daniel Jones, for whatever reason, doesn't pan out. You want to be able to build around Saquon. So I, I, I can see them going with a, a little bit more of a two-headed monster. Was it um, Gallum? I think is their the other running back, um, giving him the ball a little bit more to keep Saquon fresh. So I can I can get behind that one. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm pulling up uh, Doctor Train. Oh, uh, and, and by the way, they play Tampa Bay. The Giants do at Tampa Bay. So this possible okay. over three start. Okay. All right, we two pick six results. Winner, JB, five and one. Nice job. Second place, me and Train at three and three. K Star, two and four, bringing up the rear. And uh, same results after two weeks. JB is leading at nine and three. Me and Train, seven and five. K Star, five and seven. It's um, real early, so, you know, we'll see how the rest of the, the, uh, the year plays out. And as far as the pro football pick them, uh, let's see. Just um, see how I can do this. I need the week two picks here. I need the week two picks. Week two. Week two. Week two. Here we go. Week two. All right. So, uh, JB came in second place, uh, 11 points. The first place leader was some person named TNC. Don't know who they are, but good job. JB was tied at 11. Uh, I and me and K-Star with nine and Dr. Train right behind us with eight points. And then if you look at the lead in the Yahoo Pick'em and still time to join, only two weeks in, group ID 42991, um, password football. Join us. Uh, Dim boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23 points, and that would be 23 and 8. And uh, JB is in third place right behind with 22 points, 22 and 9. Uh, I am in fifth place right in the middle of the pack, 18 and 13. And uh, Train is right behind me by one game, 17 and 14. K-Star finally remembered to put his picks in. So um, he's tied for last place, but knowing K-Star, he will – over the next several weeks, he will try to close that gap. So that's it for the pickups. And um, pick six, let's see what we got here. Train is not here, but he did send them over to me. Game of the week, Ravens at the Chiefs, 2-0 at 2-0. So I'll do my normal. Does anybody think the Ravens can go to uh, – was Arrowhead and beat the uh, Chiefs. And by the way, guys, email your picks in the train as well. We're just doing this for the show, but make sure you email these in the train before uh, before the game starts. Uh, last call. Anyone want to pick the Ravens? Okay, <laughs> didn't think so. So we're going with the Chiefs. Although, hmm. although that should be a pretty good game. Um, Lamar Jackson's the X factor. That should be a pretty good game. Uh, mm-hmm. Falcons one and one at the Colts one and one. That's a very interesting game. Um, JB, who you got? You know, I'm actually gonna go with the Falcons on this one. Um, 
reluctantly, but because of it being in a dome stadium, and I think the firepower that the Falcons have is going to be a little bit more than uh, than the Colts. Uh, I'm going to go with them. I, I think the combination of with Ridley and and, uh, and Julio Jones is going to be too much for the Colts. So that's why I'm taking the Falcons. Okay, K Star. I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, one thing I noticed about Atlanta in week one, when they went on the road, they got gashed by Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Marlon Dak put on 175 rush yards against the uh, Chargers week one. And um, they honestly should have won that game versus the Chargers, who, uh, who put quite a bit of points. I think Indy will hold serve at home and get an upset win. First home game of the year for them I, as well. I agree. Colts at home. Um not impressed with the Falcons, although with the Saints having some trouble on the door, certainly open for them to make a move in that division. But um, I, I still don't think I'm, you know, I've never really believed in Matt Ryan, even though he's a one on MVP and went to a Super Bowl, and still don't believe him. Sorry, going with Colts. Um, interesting game, K Star. Your Steelers at the Niners. The surprising 2-0 Niners um, and what we could only count as a must-win for the Steelers to go to 0-3 just for a lot of reasons, statistically, mentally, emotionally. You lost your your leader, and then you go in and you go to uh, San Francisco and lose and go to 0-3. I mean, it could be a devastating loss. Um, So... K-Star, I'm curious, man. Um, who do you pick to win this game and why? <laughs> oh, man, I want to pick the Niners so bad because I feel like they're going to win, but I have to go with my heart and hope that the Steelers can make it happen. Um, you know, I think the season, I know it's two weeks in. It's kind of like a crossroads. How is Mason Rudolph going to play? Can he actually make plays against the Niners defense at force? Quite a sack, a lot of turnovers with Bosa and Deep Ward. Um, I, I'm just hoping the Steelers pull a rabbit out of their hat and, and, and win with this game with heart and it be pretty ugly. It's going to be pretty, pretty dirty and the Steelers operation under Rapolo, who is going to be turnover prone. So I'm going to go with the Steelers and upset. <sighs> well, I know it's, it's tough. Just so guys, I appreciate the spirit and energy in which they fought. Um, please don't talk to me about more victories and things of that nature. Uh, that'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room. Uh, we, we didn't get the job done. We came up short. Uh, we accept responsibility for that. Um, you know, we will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go into shell. We're going to go into attack mode because uh, that's what's required. But uh, came up short tonight. Uh, tough. And- I, I, I always love that quote. Because of the pause, you know, when, when, when you're taught to do telephone sales, they teach you to go for the close, ask for the sale, and then shut up. Because a lot of times, you ever get those salesmen that just don't know when to stop talking? They talk themselves right out of a sale. So they teach you, you know, so Mr. Jones, you've heard about the mortgage. I've, um, you know, given you a great rate quote we can close in 30 days would you like you know um you know would you like me to take your application not supposed to ask a question that they could say yes or no to but um let me make my point so would you like me to take your mortgage application then you shut up 
And no matter how long the silence is, you don't talk. It shifts the conversation, and it puts pressure on them to, you have to say something. And the longer it's quiet, the actually the higher chance that they're going to say, okay, let's proceed. That's what they teach you in sales, okay? I bring that up to say there's a pause where he's listening. He's thinking of what is it that I want to say. And he says, we will not go gently. We will go into attack mode because that is what we will do. I love that. I love the fact that Tomlin has that. I watch his press conferences. I really do. And he, he, to this day, watches press conferences, and they're very similar to that, that same tone of speaking, that same, I'm not going to make any excuses. We weren't ready for prime time. We didn't get the job done. That's what he said after the Patriots game. I can only imagine that Tomlin right now is saying to these guys, no one's giving you a chance. You're 0-2. You just lost your leader. You got an unproven guy at quarterback. No one's giving you a chance. Now we're going um, to the other side of the country practically, from Pennsylvania to California, to play an undefeated team. Every possible reason for the Steelers to lose is on the table. I think Tomlin, Tomlin does the coaching job of the year so far, and I think the Steelers are going to win this game. I think they're going to send a message that we're, we're down, but we're not. I'm not saying you're going to playoffs. I'm not saying I ain't going that far. I'm, only, I'm just talking about thinking about Tomlin and his ability as a guy that's won 68% of his regular season games, including a Super Bowl. I think he's going to find a way to rally these guys and make it us against them. And bring me what you got. Come ready to play. We will not go quietly. We will go into attack mode. That's what I think is coming. I think the Steelers pulling upset. That's my prediction, and I'm feeling really good about my prediction. I I think I even got I even think I got K Star over there feeling better about picking the damn Steelers. All right, I do. I needed that. That's that good. I know you did. I know you did. All right, JB. Um, Go ahead and burst the bubble and pick the Niners. Go ahead. We're waiting. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because everything that, that you said, T, is is what makes me say this really wouldn't be that much of an upset because when you go across country losing your, your, your leader, your quarterback, it's one of my favorite songs by Tupac came out in 95, Me Against the World. And that's the mentality mm. that they really have is, is Me Against the World, all 53 guys band together. And, and – and then to take into account, San Francisco has traveled across country twice and, and won on the road, once against Tampa Bay, then against Cincinnati. Now they're home against a wounded Steelers team. So in my opinion, everything is set up for a Steelers victory. It really is. But I'm still going to take the 49ers anyway. Um, <laughs> just because. Man, and it, again, he was setting you up. I would not be star. surprised one bit. What I would not be surprised is. one bit if the Steelers won. <laughs> not one bit. But what'd you call him, K-Star? Yeah, I'm gonna organize. Call him a coward, man. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me what you want. I'll call you in my rear view. Woo! Called you a coward, JB. Woo! Mm. 
That's because you set them up. Ooh. That's because you set them up. You had them thinking it was going to be a clean sweep, that all three of us were going with upset. And then Train would look at the email and say, hey, guys, I, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, I'm reading this wrong. Y'all do know the Steelers are playing the 49ers, right, because um, y'all picked the Steelers, all three of y'all. Did I mess up and say the Steelers are playing the Dolphins? Because they're not. <laughs> oh, Freaked man. With that, that, was funny. that is too funny. That is too funny. Okay. Um, all right. So, Jay's going to go with the easy pick of the Niners, and we're both going to go. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, all right, next game. Saints at the Seahawks. Oh, buddy. Uh, as Keith Jackson used to say, what do you used to say, JB? What do you say? Come on. Whoa, Nelly. Come on, man. You're the college football guy. Keith Jackson. You know I thought Keith you said Jackson. Tom Jackson. Oh, I said Keith Jackson. Oh, okay. I, I was doing my research. My bad. thought you said All right. Tom Jackson. No. Oh, it's a big one going on. Saints at the Seahawks. So, JB, we ended with you. We'll start with you. Who you got and why? Well, I'm going to go with the Seahawks really just because they're at home. 12th man, healthy team, relatively speaking. I spread Bridgewater to play well, but uh, still going with Seattle. Uh, I think they just have too much. Uh, Wilson's playing well. Uh, that that drop off from Bridgewater to Breeze is, is going to be just a bit too much, especially on the road. Had this been at home, maybe a different story. Uh, but Seattle at home is a tough team, so I'm going with them. Okay, Case Bar. Yeah, like Seattle at home. Um, I mean, really, not a whole lot needs to be said. Russell Wilson versus Teddy Bridgewater. I think that it's a little bit of shell shock for uh, the Saints playing that Breeze first time. On the road. Yeah. Yeah, if, if Breeze was playing and if Breeze was healthy and if the Saints had played, well, I really truly believe the Saints would have would, were going to beat the Rams. I know the score doesn't reflect that they had much of a chance, but, you know, Breeze was out early in that game and that's that. But I, I still believe the Saints would have beaten the Rams. They'd be 2-0 and right now. They'd be on a roll. People would be talking about them as one of the better teams in the NFC. Um, and you know, just that quickly they lose, Breeze is out, and now they're an afterthought. But I, I don't see them going to Seattle. If it was home, I agree with Jay. Maybe, maybe they, Peyton would be able to put a game plan together, and Bridgewater, with his experience, might be able to do something. But not, not in Seattle. So um, probably could I could have just did that from the get go, but I did. Um, all right. So Texans at the Chargers. Go Chargers, go! Um, <laughs> uh, K-Star, who you got? Both one and one, by the way. Uh, I like, yeah, I like the Chargers. I don't know if you guys saw the Jags Texans game, but the Jags one for two, missed it. Um, could have won the game, but uh, you know Deshaun Watson's going to hit too much, and I think that Rivers is efficient enough of a thrower. Uh, him and Eckler have been a nice combination that they're going to get the job done. They should have beat Detroit. <laughs> they had a lot of mistakes and crazy things happened in that game. I think they rebound against Houston at Houston. So I like the Chargers. JB? Yeah, me too. I think the pass rush is going to be a little too much for a Texans offensive line, even though they've got Tunsil from the trade from Miami. Still going to take some time for that offensive line to gel. 
Deshaun's going to be running for his life again, and I think uh, they're probably going to force him into a mistake or two that's going to be the, the, the difference. So I'm going with the Chargers also. You guys said it all. Me too. Chargers at home. Uh, Deshaun Watson's getting hit too much. They got to they got to give they got to give him some protection. Um, or he's gonna have a he's gonna have a short career. Uh, no, I train put this on here, but okay. Um, Rams at the Browns. Um, I, I, I question the choice of this game, but um, is it safe to assume that no one's gonna pick against the Rams? <laughs> Um, is he unanimous? Rams over the Browns. Good. Yeah. Got what I thought. Yeah. Hey, he, his comment was, "Who's taking the hype train?" Um, and the answer is none of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one aboard. <laughs> no one aboard the hype train. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff. Um, all right. Uh, hey, ninety minutes. I like it. I, I, I like ninety minutes show. I think it's just enough time to do what we need to do, and uh, not enough time where when I get done, I'm exhausted. Um, so, that said, uh, let's go to final thoughts. Uh, K-Star, you're up. Any uh, final thoughts? Um, hopefully the show uh, made you feel a little bit better. You know, got to get a little bit off your chest and maybe have an ounce of optimism since, you know, at least two of us picked the Steelers to get a win. So, uh, your final thoughts. Yeah, I uh, feel a little better for sure. Um, man, Long year. I know you guys are riding high in the Cowboys as you should. Just enjoy it. Never know when it's gonna be over. So I miss you, Lady. Hey, wouldn't that wouldn't that long ago that 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 Roma was out and the Cowboys couldn't find yep. a backup quarterback and went Cowboys went four and twelve. Yeah. So we've been there, but I'm sorry. Um yeah, right. I, I I'm sorry. Maybe we should have like a moment of silence. You know, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's see what happens. Um, can, can I just K Star? Can I get your word that if you guys go on three, you'll be on the show next week? You're not gonna fail on us. Yeah, man. You know, the one good thing I do have is a built-in excuse for this year if it goes very poorly. So or at least I have that. You, you do have an excuse. You do have an excuse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll be there. Uh, JB, final thoughts. Final thoughts are real simple. Uh, It brings more credibility to why these players are are trying to get their money. You never know when one injury is going to take them out for either a a rash of games or potentially the end of the whole season or maybe even their career. So I certainly understand why they want to get their money when they want to get their money. Always did, but I guess – it was just heightened a little bit more watching these quarterbacks and other players go down left, right, and center. So for folks that always talking about, well, they make millions of dollars. How can you say all this on your contract? Well, you just never know when, when that one hit is going to be your last hit. So completely get it. Hopefully this week we won't see as many injuries. Pray, cross the fingers, all that good stuff so that we can see those superstars perform week after week. Yeah, well said. I mean, I mean, this particularly in football, more than I think any other major sport, the ability to have depth and to manage through injuries, um, you know, is is invaluable. And um, it's nice in theory to say next man up, but at some point, you know, there is a drop off. I mean, there's a reason why 
you know, person A was the starter and person B was the backup. You went through OTAs, you went through mini camp, training camp, preseason, and determined your depth chart. And and there's a reason why we said, okay, this guy's, you know, going to start and this guy's going to be the backup or this guy's going to be on the practice squad. And when people fall and you got to shuffle your roster and sign people in and, you know, it, 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 the ability to do that as much as anything will determine your success in the NFL and the ability to play smart and stay healthy. You know, there are, there are guys that just aren't, that haven't played smart, you know, and, and, you know, Michael Vick and a lot of these um, retired quarterbacks will be the first one to tell you, Hey, I was stupid. <laughs> I thought I was invincible. You know, until I had my first sprained ankle or my first, you know, broken bone or whatever. And, and, and yes, it is why these guys are making so much money. But some of these guys got to also get a little smarter and stop feeling like, you know, Carson Wentz, bruh, you got all the talent in the world. But, man, you get beat up. Hey, as a Cowboy fan, do your thing. But as a football fan, come on, man, be smarter than that. You know, Deshaun Watson, run out of bounds, slide, kneel. You know, they're not giving you a good offensive line, so you got to take care of yourself. Cam, <laughs> oh, Cam, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're a veteran. You've been in the league how many years? These guys, gotta, these guys have to take some responsibility as well and understand what they're up against. And if you know, hey, I'm not getting protected, I'm get, then, then you got to adjust your game if you want to play. Bottom line, bottom line. Um, so, yeah, good point, Jay. Um my final thoughts are, um, first, a, a slightly somber one. I got a text from mom. Um, Uncle Costin's birthday's today up in heaven. He would be uh, 86. And uh, Jay will know we have a special connection to Uncle Costin as he passed away two weeks before our father passed away. And uh, yep. I, I have a, I have a, I, I will always have a fond memory of, uh, leaving the funeral, his funeral with dad. <laughs> and um, dad actually left with me and mom took Aunt Thinia home and then came home. And dad said, you mind if I leave with you? And we left and we stopped at Crazy Bruce, which is a very popular liquor store here in Connecticut. And we got some beers and, and a bottle and we went back to the house. And we sat in the living room, had some snacks, and had some beers. And, and it literally, honest to God, although Dad and I had a beer on Father's Day, and he passed away four days later, we had a beer. But it was the last time that him and I actually drank together, like got our drink on. It was the last time. And Jay will tell you that was something we all would do. Jay would come home, and the three of us would be sitting down, put on a football game or politics or something on TV, Dad would crack open a bottle and crack open some beers and get some snacky snacks out, and we would just be down there drinking and snacking and having a good old time. And those are days that um that that we certainly miss. And my last time drinking with him was when Uncle Costin passed away, and it was um it was um his birth. He'd be uh, 86 today, Uncle Costin. So happy birthday up in heaven, Uncle Costin. Um, absolutely. Happy birthday. Yep. Yep. Um, the other thing I'll say is I, I'm trying very hard to not overreact to 2-0 and to what I've seen because I know how quickly it can change. But I got to be honest, 
I have not been this excited uh, probably since 07. I wasn't this excited in 16 when Roma was hurt and Dak came in because I, I didn't expect it. And, you know, Dak came in and 11 straight wins and, you know, um, it was nice, but it was just, it was, it was unexpected. But in 07, Cowboys were stacked, went 13 and three first round by, and I was excited. I knew we were going to Super Bowl and then we didn't. Giants went and the rest is history. Um, but I am so excited about this team. And even though there's a few injuries creeping up, ankle sprain, meniscus and all that, they're minor. They're, you know, two weeks, four weeks, even, you know, that high ankle sprain that we know is a four to six weeks in injury. So, um, and the Cowboys have so much depth and they're so well coached. Um, I'm very excited. The only thing I want to see is I want to see the defense play 60 minutes. I'm tired of these late touchdowns. They're meaningless. I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired of them. I want to see the defense play 60 minutes, but I'm really excited about this team. I really think this team has a chance to really, you know, go far based on what I've seen just after two games. And I, I'm not trying to overreaction Tuesday. I'm not trying to anoint them after two games, but man, they look good. I, I didn't expect them to look this good after two games. So, um, and knowing that we've got the Dolphins, the minor league coming in the Dallas, I expect it to be, you know, Dallas has done what they should have done against bad teams. I expect the same thing. I don't expect a letdown. I'm not worried about this game. This is not a trap game. They know exactly what they're up against. And I, I'm very confident that this will be a 35-7 to 7 or 42-3 to 3, um, or 42-10 to 10 game. I have no doubt that they're going to blow them out. And then we get ready for the Saints. And we'll see what the Saints do next week and see if uh, Bridgewater adjusts to being a starter. And we'll get ready for the Saints. So, But I am so excited. Um, Dr. Train, we missed you tonight. Happy for your Bears to pull out that last-second victory because, man, you were you were very uh, – you were a second away from being 0-2. I actually thought it was over. Mm-hmm. I did. I thought it was over. I they thought bailed they, out. Bailed out. Yeah, I did. I thought, I thought it was over. I thought – I was like, my God, you know, Train's going to be 0-2 and um, – yeah, I don't think that you uh, – I don't know if you guys – not Steelers, you had not played yet, I don't believe. But, man, I was thinking, 0-2, oh, the Steelers might go to 0-2. Oh, man, man, this is going to be a quiet, depressing Madden voice. <laughs> but didn't happen. So, all right, so let me get on out of here. Thank you, gentlemen. Great show, great night. Train, hope you're well. Uh, I expect us to be at full strength next Tuesday, hopefully. And, um, you know, two weeks down. I'm trying to tell you guys, <laughs> these games are going to fly by. They really are. So you better get your football fix on. So for the missing Dr. Train, for JB, and for K-Star, thanks for tuning in. Remember, as always, stay healthy because all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Bop bop